I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. friends. Uh, Hopefully you'll be able to hear me. I've got my kids downstairs propped in front of the TV while I record this and uh, Frozen is blaring and they're doing flips or something down there. So um, (laughs) hopefully there's not too much background noise. Um, But today I wanted to talk about a popular subject to some, um, to drink or not to drink. Uh, This is the age-old question that new believers usually have once they're saved. When you start following Christ and reading God's Word, you might get caught up on the gray areas, as they are usually called. And we know that God doesn't approve of adultery because He says in His Word explicitly, Thou shalt not commit adultery, right? But what about the things He doesn't come right out and address? So 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So when you admit you're a sinner, you have done wrong things, believe Jesus is Lord, and died for your sins, and confessed your sins, the Holy Spirit comes and takes residence inside of you. And as we talked about before, when He lives inside of us and we read and do what His Word says, He transforms us and renews our mind. And I know it seems like I'm in left field here, but follow me for a minute. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So now let's take a look at 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty three, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. And lastly, Proverbs nineteen twenty, Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. So I know that was a lot of verses. I'd probably read a lot of verses, but I think it's important um, when you are trying to seek what God is saying to look at what the Bible um, says, right? So God has given us his word, his spirit, and the counsel of others who are following Christ to help us discern his will. And as we saw in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, he is not about confusion, but all about clarity. The gray areas, as they're referred to, are not a place where God has abandoned us. Assuming you're reading the Bible daily and living according to his word, a good starting question would be, does this activity, fill in the blank here, does it bring me closer to God? Usually there's a clear answer there, and if you find yourself justifying or negotiating, you can see that your spirit and flesh are warring against each other. So that should be an automatic sign red flag there. Galatians 5.17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Um, So if we look at the word of God, there's not a verse that I know um, that says, Thou shalt abstain from drinking. But let's look at what the Bible does say in regards to drinking alcohol. We know in John uh, that Jesus turned water into wine. And there is an argument that the wine in the Bible times was not fermented. But if you look at 1 Timothy 5.23, Paul is writing to Timothy and says, Drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake and thine often infirmities. So wine, because it was fermented, had little contamination like water did at that point. Um, However, we can't say that the wine back then has the same alcohol levels as wine does now. And there are plenty of other verses on drinking wine in a positive or neutral light. Um, in the Bible, but and you can uh, Google 
to see those, but we can say that drinking wine at least isn't exactly wrong, but we can say the Bible absolutely speaks against getting drunk. So let's take a minute to look at those verses. Uh, Romans 13, 13 through 14 says, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision of the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So that was kind of list there. Here's another list verse, uh, Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lascivious, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, and that's Galatians five nineteen through 21. So again, God uh, is pretty specific in the things he's specific. You don't have to guess about those things. Ephesians five eighteen says, and be not drunk with wine, wherein an excess is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's several uh, others. Again, you can Google those, but being drunk is not a great area. The Bible's clear in that. Uh, the Word of God also talks about being sober-minded, and synonyms for sober-minded is being of sound mind, clear-headed. So when you drink to a point when uh, you're not any of those things, I would say it's safe to assume that you're no longer sober and therefore drunk. So there are several verses on being sober. And it's talking about being sober completely. So this applies to more than just alcohol. First um, Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And Titus 2.12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. For some reason, and I would say it's our flesh warring against our spirit as usual, uh, when we see a boundary God has drawn and declared a sin, if we're not crossing that line, we're trying to get as close to it as possible. And if God is on the complete opposite side of sin, why are we willing to run from him in the other direction to see how close we can flirt with sin? Is that beneficial to us, to our relationship with him, or bringing glory to him and his kingdom? It's a crappy way to treat a sovereign king, our creator, our loving and kind father, I would say. Uh, for me, I have been addicted to pills, pot, and alcohol, and I have tried to just have wine in moderation. And for me, I found that becomes my focus of every day. And that is what I look forward to, what I depend on to get me through the day or relax me from the day. I'm in a bad mood if I don't have it. I'll start drinking it early in the morning from a coffee cup and get defensive if someone starts asking me about it. I cannot have it in moderation, and it does not bring me closer to the Lord. It comes between me and the Lord. So is drinking okay for me? That's a hard, resounding no. I have been completely without alcohol for at least nine years now. Um, I haven't went to AA or anything like that, though I'm not saying anything about that one way or another. But for me, I needed to do what I needed to do to get me closer to Jesus because that's what mattered. And I had great people in my life to help hold me accountable. So as always, read God's word, pray, ask God to examine your heart to see if there's anything in you that is keeping you from being close to him and what is just fine for you to do. So we know for certain being drunk is not okay, but the Holy Spirit will let you know clearly about the so-called gray areas. You can contact me by email for any questions, comments, or prayer requests at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. Until then, I'll talk to y'all next Monday.